Hey everybody, welcome back finally one more time into Lucas Oil Stadium at Big Ten Media Days. Two of them in the books, uh, the podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed all the interviews thus far. If you haven't seen them, please check them out on the podcast YouTube and all of the various platforms where trying to you can push it out audio. anywhere you can get it. As we try and uh, get this rolling ahead of the start of camp next Thursday, he's Jeremy Birmingham. I am Austin Ward, Ohio State. The main event, as they uh, always are at this event, talking uh, at length about getting back to the top of beating the rivalry or winning the rivalry, winning the Big Ten again, and then getting to the national championship and winning it. A lot of other details along the way, but big picture, this was a team, I think, that uh, said all the things we expected them to about being motivated and focused on themselves and, and realistic about what's ahead of them this season. I think today was an opportunity for them to really explain to people how disappointed they are and how last year went. And again, Ryan Day said it in, in his uh, podium session, he said 11-2 and two in a Rose Bowl win for most teams is a really good year. At Ohio State, it's not. And they know that. They know the expectation is to win every game. And when you lose in Ann Arbor the way they lost in Ann Arbor, you can tell that it really just kind of rubs them in a wrong way. And uh, oh, oh, hey, hey, sorry. Oh, sorry. Hey. I keep on running you guys. My apologies. I sorry. guess, sorry, I guess we'll see you again soon. Yeah, see you soon. See you, Bill. Um, it's just one of those things where you know that it, it's under their skin. And today, I think, was the first real opportunity for the rest of the country to realize exactly how much they're scratching that itch. Yeah, and I think, you know, C.J. Stroud uh, talking about his mindset and you know, all these distractions that could potentially be there, there for him with name, image, and likeness and chasing down the Heisman and all the, the crush of attention that's on him. He is about as poised. I said this before, like last year when – thought he was misunderstood early on about who he is, the way he carries himself. Now, I mean, he handled one hour, which is insane yeah. that they have to do that for one hour, by the way. Coming from someone in the media, that's crazy and unfair because you start getting completely off-the-wall stuff. And he handled all of them. Like, somebody asked what it was going to be like to play USC and UCLA. Uh, he's going to be in the NFL yeah. uh, well before that happens, but he still answered it thoughtfully and he knows people who play for those programs, and it's great for them on the West Coast. He, he's just very impressive with the way he handles that. Now, it doesn't guarantee anything by September 3rd, but, I mean, Ohio State feels like it's in very safe hands, and especially when you're talking about year two with the development of a quarterback and the maturation. Of, we've talked about Justin Fields not even having that full offseason. Yeah. Ryan Day and Corey Dennis and Kevin Wilson and C.J. Stroud now have had this full year to go and build and you can see how high that ceiling can be for him. Well, he's sort of that weird combination, right? This is his third year in the program, second year as a starter. Justin Fields had two years in the program, two years as a, as a starter. Dwayne Haskins had three years in the program, one year as a starter. So it, what you get out of CJ is really the complete package of what Ohio State has been trying to develop at the quarterback position. And you just see it. I mean, we talked about it before we came on, on the air here. Like, this is a kid who's just comfortable. He gets what he's in the middle of, and he understands the gravity of all this, but... He does not seem to be letting it bother him. I mean, he had a four or five minute repartee session with a reporter <laughs> from Iowa talking to him about NCAA football and what it's like to be in the game. And CJ trying to get the, the guy to tell him what ranking he would give him and what his throw power would be and, <laughs> you know, what his run speed would be. And the guy said fast. And CJ said, well, you haven't seen me play, brother, because he's like, hey, you know, he gets who he is. And I think that's really the best thing, because a lot of times these guys in his situation could change who they are and he seems to be getting more in touch with just being his natural self and I think that's a really that's a testament not just to CJ but to Ryan Day and the program that have allowed him to sort of foster this this personality and and not 
getting him to shy away from people. And I think one of the benefits of NIL is that a lot of these kids are maybe now putting themselves out there a little bit more than they did before because there's actual something to gain for them to do that. Yeah, and I would say, you know, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigbo, who we've known for a long time, uh, I know him better than maybe some of the players on the team, Ronnie Hickman, those are two guys who don't generally enjoy this setting. Now, as you get older and you mature, you figure out how you can handle it, even if you don't love it. We've seen that with other uh, Ohio State players, of course, over yeah. the years when they come in. And Zach Harrison, especially as a prime example, a year ago at this event, you know, how are you going to get through it? Well, you're hearing more detailed answers and more give and take and jokes. And Ronnie Hickman saying how you know, he's watching the boys and Homelander's his favorite character. Uh, and I said, well, you got a lot more episodes to go. I will see if that's the yeah. case down the road. Did he but, just start? Yeah, he just started. Yeah. So um, he says he knows he's, but he knows, he knows he's a bad guy. And he kind of, you know what, so they're, they're embracing this villainous persona, which it's underdog, it's revenge, it's all these other things. And you, you can see, I think, without trying to put too much stock in a media setting, the attitude, Ryan Day called it edgy. Yeah. I think you can see that spilling out of these three guys, what that may mean for the rest of the locker room and the Woody, what they're dealing with as they process last year and getting over the hump to where they want to be back in here so that there's not another one of those banners with an M back there. Yeah, and, and you see the offseason, it's been edgy, but it's going smoothly. See, I Ooh. did the research. Ooh. I Googled it. It says smoothly. Um, it is going smoothly. And these guys <laughs> understand it. Jackson Smith and Jigba told you that this has been the hardest offseason of his time at Ohio yeah. State. Maybe some of that's because the COVID offseason changed things and people had an opportunity to get complacent. Or maybe it's because they went into last year thinking they could never lose to Michigan, whatever it is. You do see and hear a certain bit of, of um, gravel to what they're saying. You know, it, it, they, they understand that last year was not just unacceptable, but now they have to prove that it was an anomaly. And that is the real challenge. And, they're, you know, we've talked years ago about Ryan Day after Ohio State lost to Clemson in the 2019 Fiesta Bowl, right. a game that he did not think they should have lost, a game he thought that they were clear – Clearly, the better team. Well, he's right about that. <clears throat> and he spent ten months after that salivating, thinking about a chance to go back after Clemson, and that's one of the reasons why they were so petrified that the twenty twenty season was going to be wasted <laughs> because he wasn't going to get that shot at Clemson. They got that shot, and if Justin Fields doesn't take a shot to his ribs, Ohio State probably scores eighty points that day. I'm not saying that that's they're going to score eighty points against Michigan. That's the game. Anything could happen. Michigan's a good program. But I just think that the focus on Michigan this year has been reminiscent to me of that. And it's it's not just in the big public proclamations. It's literally in everything they do. Every private conversation that you have with players or coaches goes back to that. And, you know, I said it last year after the game. It may have been the best thing for the Ohio State program under Ryan Day to have that happen. Now, it could be the worst thing for Ryan Day and the Ohio State program if it happens again. Mm. That's an interesting point because you look at so much youth on that roster, and this is not excuse making time or anything. It's a reality of what they do. Everyone loves when, the, when anything perceived as a possible excuse gets uttered. Yeah, but what I mean to further your point for the players, it's the reality that you don't just get to go out there and get a set of gold pants because you wear that jersey. Jackson Smith and Jigba in his table session said they went into it thinking they couldn't lose. They went into it too confident thinking that you just show up and you beat Michigan. And that's what I wrote after the game last year. Like, you had 50 guys on the Ohio State team that never beat Michigan. And 50 guys on Michigan team that never lost to Ohio State. The, 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 the off year 
really did a reset to things. And I, I think you see it. And, and Jackson Smith and Jigba is a perfect example of that. Of sort of what's missing because of the way that those two years played out is that that game in 2020 didn't happen at all. Yeah. Got canceled. So he doesn't have a set of gold pants. He's one of the most deco decorated in two years wide receivers that Ohio State has ever had. He hasn't had you know, a superstar marquee moment in this building yet to go you know, really celebrate with his team and then head on to the college football playoff and, and be you know, the focal point, the guy for that team. That hasn't happened for, for him yet. And there's a whole list of people on this roster who went through last year and they've now either not played Michigan or lost to Michigan or not played in this building, not lifted that trophy as the streak came to an end. And they got a, a sobering realization of what it may take to get to the top. So that's a benefit to the roster. The second side of that, when you're talking about Ryan Day and the stakes for him this year, he recognizes that there wouldn't be a second opportunity. He's not going to get as many mulligans as Jim Harbaugh. Um, and, and many people inside you know, the Woody Hayes have made reference to that before. They know that they don't get to do it over and over and over again the way that the Jim Harbaugh did. And so you see those major changes with the defensive coaching staff changing one on the offensive line as well. That happened because there is no excuses for letting it happen again. And is that a fair, rational standard? Probably at 99% of the schools, no. But that's the reality for what he faces at Ohio State. And you can't, they know that. They cannot let it happen again. Yeah, and, and it's not, it's obvious to see it's a program that isn't resting on its laurels. But it's also an interesting dichotomy because the rest of the league, you heard Kirk Ferentz on Monday or Tuesday. What's stopping the West from winning the Big Ten? <laughs> Ohio State. Like, the East. <laughs> the, uh, they know that for everyone else, even though Michigan won the Big Ten a year ago, for every other team in the league, that dragon is still Ohio State. Right. So it's this interesting balance between knowing that you are the hunted and convincing yourself that you're the hunter. And that's not always easy to do, especially in this era of, of new athletes and name, image, and likeness and the transfer portal and all this. There's a lot of easy ways out for kids that there weren't 10 years ago. And so... You know, Ryan Day is all about the tough love, and, and this offseason has been all about making sure these guys are, are getting tougher. Does that mean anything today? No, but we do know that that's been the focus. All right, let's, let's zoom in a little bit on, on what nuggets were picked up today by you or by me. I think, you know, we get very little injury insight once the season starts, yeah. and, and that's Ohio State's policy. No issue with it. Availability report is great every week. Uh, but to know that you know, Ryan Day is saying Lathan Ransom uh, will be taking part in training camp. I'm, I'm frankly amazed at the advances in medicine that would allow that to happen based on what happened to his leg uh, on January 1st in the Rose Bowl. Uh, he's not going to be a full-go participant right on day one, but uh, basically suggesting he'd be ready to play in the opener or, or close. Uh, same is true for Josh Fryer, two key components there. Uh, Josh Proctor, we know, is healthy. Uh, Cameron Babb has been participating throughout these workouts in the yeah, summer. CJ, I was raving about him again today. And, and so, you know, l this looks like a team that is going to report next Wednesday and then practice next Thursday about as healthy as they could be. To me, I mean, that's that's the biggest uncertainty, especially when it relates to that depth on the offensive line. Yeah, having Josh Fryer back, who is fairly certainly the sixth guy on the offensive line, uh, depending on... Pretty much any position, he's the guy that fills it as the sixth spot. So having the knowledge that he's going to be back and expected to go pretty close to full go next week is huge for that offensive line and Justin Fry. And you know, Ryan Day talked about Dewan Jones today and how much mm. weight he's lost and, and the offseason he's had. 
that's a kid that has all the talent in the world. And, and it's really just about him going out and saying, I want to separate myself. And so to hear him being singled out by Ryan Day is important. Beyond that, you know, the only other name I heard today that was a bit of a surprise is uh, CJ Stroud was talking about Diamante Chip, Chip Trainum, saying he's come in and just been an absolute revelation. And you may have two, two former running backs starting at linebacker for Ohio State. And I know, I know that out there in the ether, there's a lot of people who say, oh, that just shows how weak the linebackers are. And I understand that argument, but I think it shows how athletic and talented Steel Chambers and Chip Trainum are because those two are not being thrown in there because they're not good players. Chip Steel Chambers was dynamic for Ohio State a year ago, literally <laughs> maybe the only piece of the defense that was a pleasant surprise other than Ronnie Hickman a year ago. Denzel Burke, I guess, fits in that category too. But, you know, it certainly wasn't the, the, the creme de la creme for the Buckeye defense a year right? ago. No. And... Now you have some 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 room to grow and people that are growing with the defense and find out for sure next week. Somebody, I feel like, I don't know, I read or heard somewhere on some sort of prediction show in the spring that Chip Traina might be a guy who could explode at linebacker. I don't remember. You'd have to prove that to me. I don't believe that. But no, I mean, he's clearly a, a really good athlete, a kid <laughs> from Ohio. Ohio. Ryan Day recruited him pretty hard as a running back. Ohio State always thought he was a linebacker. Right. Uh, and... He wanted to play running back, and he went to Arizona State and had a good freshman season, and now he's back in Columbus, and, and certainly an opportunity for him to emerge because Cody Simon hasn't been 100% healthy. Tommy Eichenberg's been been raved about by the staff, but he's had his own injury issues, uh, and, and so now you just – Buckeyes have to be better, period. Ryan Day said today that he expects a top-10 defense. If, if, if he believes, and Jim Knowles believes, that the two best players to get them to that spot – our former running backs, then you have to trust it. And those guys are, are definitely gifted athletes, and they've proven that they, well, one proved that he can make that transition pretty seamlessly. The other told us in December when he was getting ready to transfer that he believed he could do the same thing. It wasn't because Steel Chambers did it. It's just because he had that experience coming out of high school. Uh, he thought that was maybe where his, his, uh, his tool box fit best. Uh, we'll see how that all plays out once they get those pads on next Thursday. Yeah. Anything else? That I'm excited for Chip. I think people really will like to get to know him. He's a really great, yeah. talkative, outgoing personality type that really fits at Ohio State, and I think people will appreciate that as they get to know him. But really from today, the last thing for me is just this is a team and a program that we've seen over the last few months. They just seem very level. You know, They're, they're staying even keeled, but they know what's ahead. Yeah, it's going to be fun to watch, especially as they shift out of this talking season and uh, reliving and relitigating what happened last year and talking about their motivation. Well, starting next Thursday, none of that stuff matters. That'll be the official start of getting ready for September 3rd and everything and beyond. Can't wait to bring more coverage of that to you with the podcast. Uh, you can find me, Jeremy Birmingham, maybe that guy who walked through here, uh, big, big friendly amigo of ours. Maybe he could pop in from time to time. We'll see what happens there. You just never know. You, who could say? There's a lot of things going on right now. Boy, people. yeah, it's it's that time of year, and it's been a blast to get back out here and to talk about football with him. And we hope you all have enjoyed watching him. Yeah. Our goal is to be friends, amigos, not rivals. Well, well, maybe. Who knows? Anything's possible in the world we live in. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time on the podcast. <laughs>